Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Sushi here on Room 104. Now, have you ever gotten away with uh, stealing anything? We're getting into that shopping season where I know we've been talking about a lot of, um, you know, retail thefts and shoplifting that's gone on. But have you ever stolen it and have you ever gotten away with it? But how do you go about stealing two million worth of jewellery and the con pretending that you are a fake prince? Well, someone joined us on the line who did that, had a movie based off their experiences as well. Joining us on the line to tell about this insane story. Saqib Muntasser, how are you? Hi guys, I'm fine, thank you. This is probably the most surreal, fascinating, made-up sounding story I've ever heard in my life. Can you just take us back um, to kind of probably before you got into all of this? Where were you at? Right, well, um, I left uh, secondary school, started uh, college, first year of college, and I just, you know, you're a teenager, you're finding your way around and uh, we stumbled upon it to be honest with you there's a couple of friends that we hung out and um, started off overseas student we just basically he stole his identity by making a fake NUS card and uh, a bus pass and in them days we're talking this is obviously pre-internet late to early 90s it started off from that that was the first time I actually ever did anything wrong that was the beginning and then obviously after that then you became I suppose a, a for want of a better word a successful credit card fraudster is that right yes it is uh, well it's a progression you know yeah. it's a progression that you know leads you on to bigger things learning your way around the system in, in them days and um, which led us on to uh, committing credit card fraud of vast amounts over the years that uh, led us on to the heist which was done in 1997 there was a store in america Beverly Hills, a very exclusive store where you couldn't even walk in. You had to have mm. a pre-appointment. And in, in our research, because like I said, there was no internet. In our thorough research that we did, I'd stumbled upon the, the Sultan of Brunei. I'd uh, thought, well, okay, let's build on this. We had a certain amount of details and I had a girl on the inside who'd give us a certain amount of information. So it's like a jigsaw. It took a while because you had to get different credit cards for different things. You know, we were talking hiring limousines to chauffeurs to bodyguards to even the little minute details of having flowers. Uh, the executive land, uh, landed in uh, Luton in the Learjet. The thrill of it, you know, is it's hard to describe. I was just going to ask, obviously, up until that point when you probably felt you were getting away with it, you kept doing more and more. But was there ever a point that you did get caught or people were kind of watching you a little bit closely? Yeah, yeah. Over, over the years, yeah, of course, um, one of my co-defendants, 
he, he got caught abroad. Luckily for me, I was on the trip. They got uh, caught up in uh, Holland. It's a bit of cat and mouse. I mean, I remember being on the phone to American Express one time. They were asking me so many questions, and I think I was using a, an Arab accent. Um, and I said, oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? Why are you asking me so many questions? And she actually basically said back to me that there's been fraud committed, and it's from being from the UK. And she was actually talking about us at the time. The thing is, when they ask you certain amount of questions, it gets to a stage where when you've got so much information that they're going to have to authorise it. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, we did have some close saves. There was one, one episode where we were in um, France walked into the shops with the credit card because then, you know, you'd have ID and whichever. Most of it was done over the phone. So we very rarely tried to show our faces. And uh, I remember one time, uh, it was actually Mr. Al Fayed, who's the, the ex-owner of Harrods. Mm. Um, and it was his then wife, and they was highly fired, but we wasn't aware. Well, it was a, a lady's card, so we've gone in. I had a friend who looked older than me, and he looked he looked more mature. We were trying to withdraw something like 20,000 francs at that time. I remember the manager and his aide um, looking at us, and I'm thinking, you know, he's giving us a look, and you could tell there was something wrong. And yeah. uh, I said, you know, I said, what is the issue? Sorry, sir, but this card is it's a lady's card. And, uh, and I turned around, and this is what you call thinking on the spot. I turned around and said, don't you understand? In our Islamic law, we don't let our women come in to withdraw. And he's like, oh, so, oh so, we're so sorry, sir, we're so sorry. Here's oh, the money, and he walked out. And it was like, oh, my God, near to getting caught, but getting away with it. And then eventually, obviously, the heist itself, getting caught and then dealing with the situation and dealing with the time. Yeah, I, I can imagine it definitely was. So, again, take us through it, I suppose, uh, uh, a little bit, because you, the plan was to steal millions of dollars worth of jewellery from that shop you mentioned over in in, uh, in Beverly Hills by pretending to be who is it, the Sultan or the Prince of, of Brunei and, and pulling all of that off. And I believe you, you uh, how, how, how did you set up the... How was, the, how was it meant to work? How it was planned was through the weeks of going back and forth and talking to them, we thought, right, okay, we need to get them in the country yeah, where we was because we weren't willing to travel abroad and, and say say we, if you used to get caught abroad, you know, it could be even severe. So we were thinking, right, okay, get them back to the UK. And to do that, you have to be extravagant. You know, if the Prince of Brunei is going to buy some jewellery and he's going to fly over. The thing is, when you've got money, you know, you never talk how much is something. You just say, I want this and I want, you know, whichever. And obviously from our side, because we wanted, well, let's say it's a shortcut, because looking back, if I would have just did what any other normal person does, which is study hard, get a good job and go from there. You know, we took a shortcut. To be honest with you, looking back, I've got kids now. I do regret it's affected me. I find it hard to settle. You can't do it by yourself. You have a team. And what happens in, in a team, someone will crack, you know. And uh, what happened is one of my co-defendants, who was caught basically red-handed because he had surveillance on him because he bought a phone, uh, which was at Woolworths, which was local to me. When I sent him, sent him out to get a phone, he'd, he'd become lazy. He ended up going in Woolworths. So they kept their surveillance for an extra couple of months, which was a link because the phone that was used to, to ring the prints, to ring the jewellery shop, the police had a link that, okay, this phone was bought in Manchester, 
then they had a full idea of this chat. So that's how they decided to follow us. But I knew at the time that, because it's such a big scale that somewhere down the line, what you got to be is you're paranoid. You have to be paranoid. You're always looking over your back, you know. And so the fact to follow us, when they thought, right, they were ready, they raided about 15 houses in Cheetamo, Manchester, is where I'm from. Raided his house and he had a piece of jewellery. And there was a, a big newspaper article. I think it was entitled, I think the title was The Sultan of Sting at the time. And it, the caption was one of the biggest heists of all time. I think it came in number seven. And at that time, no one knew. You know, who did it? So um, he had that paper cutting on his wall. Him and the prince, he, he was caught because he's the one who fronted it. So he was caught. But while they were on remand, tried to get messages to him to look. If you take the the rap, you will be compensated. But as I've said before many times, you just don't know how people react. So the shit hits the fan when you're in prison and you've got you know looking you're locked up and that's when you know the ones who can do the time for the crime so you it obviously ended in in a bit of a disaster you you'd flown the the jewelers over to set up a fake meeting with the fake prince of brunei and they had they you'd actually gotten your hands on the jewelry how much how much was the jewelry worth and like what kind of stuff was it we wasn't found with the jewelry you know, I mean, apparently in the depositions in the court papers, they said they had surveillance of me passing a bag to someone. Uh, but at the time, they didn't, you know, arrest us. And that bag disappeared and it's never been seen ever again. The jewellery is 5 million to 2.5 million. And it's because when they landed, I, I asked them not to declare what they had because my thinking was at the time, if it came down to we got caught and got to prove what they had, they wouldn't. And yeah. the, the way I blagged them over that was to say, look, we don't want you to declare the juries because we don't want to pay tax on it. So it's always disputed. The court papers, I think, said 2.5, but there's other there's other rumours it was more. It's an insane story altogether, but did you go to jail? Yes, I did. I went to jail and that's when I realised, wow. Because I think when you're doing something like that, you got to remember where, where I was from, you know, there's quite a bit of crime. But what we were doing, in, in our eyes, is a white-collar crime. You know, we wasn't physically hating someone, but obviously it was a crime, and you have to pay for your crimes. So what, what are you doing with yourself these days? Yeah, I work in security, uh, looking after sites and uh, stuff. A job and, you know um, inside out. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, 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 pretty much. And I tried to do uh, some mentoring when I can with schools, uh, trying trying to go in schools and talk about my past life and how you shouldn't really go down that road. And and just again to to, to wrap up, you're saying that uh, alleged bag with the millions of euro or pounds worth of jewellery in it has never been found. To this day, has never been found. Would you believe? Well, there we go. Well, listen, uh, it's a fascinating story, and as you mentioned, you, once again, don't recommend anyone listening goes. And, and leads a life and that you did because you wound up in, in jail for more than a year and you know it's had a significant you know impact on, on your life uh, your movie people can go and watch I'm sure you can find it somewhere um, online but uh, well, Saqib thanks a million for popping on and giving up your time with us today thank you very much FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon it's Cormac and Sir here on Room 104 uh, we we're just chatting there to uh Saqib, who uh, generated a bit of a response reaction, he stole two and a half million pounds worth back in the day of jewels um, by conning a fancy jewellery store from Beverly Hills into thinking he was a prince of Brunei. The jewels have never been found since. So a little know. bit more than Claire, 
on her Sli- deal story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slightly more than the one euro fifty balls that Claire bought from Deals and accidentally stole from Deals and went back and bought. So listen, reading out some of the text we've got in around that, but I also want to know, have you ever stolen a traffic cone on a night out? Yeah, like this is something I'm baffled about. How have you not, have you been, uh, you know, not realised that this was a thing that people did? Like I had to break up with them. I was like, I can't be going out with someone who's going to bring a cat, uh, a bloody cone back into bed with them. Listen, it's everyone has done it and if you're listening right now and you have stolen a traffic cone. Will you let us know? Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. We'll keep you anonymous if you want, but I mean, traffic cone isn't too bad. But let us know. Drop us a WhatsApp. We'll be back with music from Dermot Kennedy. All my friends. FM one hundred four is Room one hundred four podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Uh, we're just chatting about things you might have sta- stolen in the past. And I want to know, have you ever stolen a traffic cone? This is brand new news to Saoirse, but I guarantee you the majority of people have either stolen or been involved in a the theft of a traffic cone. Three people messaged me saying, yes, I've stolen a traffic cone. How have you not? <laughs> Uh, years ago, my mum and her friend took the curtains off the windows in the ladies' toilets in the Red Cow. That's pretty hilarious. All right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> like, did you hang them up when you went home? Like, or... How do you get them out? Yeah, like that was effort. That's a huge amount of effort. Yeah. How do you get them out of the nightclub without being caught? Uh, I know this is a very bad idea, but I'm thinking about robbing the book of Kells from Trinity College. Money does not interest <laughs> me at all. I would do it for the challenge. I definitely wouldn't do that. You will be caught and you will be arrested. Don't oh, do it. Yeah. It's, a li- it's something that will not go unnoticed. Have you been in to see the Book of Kells? Unfortunately, yes. I haven't. I don't know how I've gotten away with it so long. I've never seen the Book of Kells. But is it under heavy security? Not really, no. Like, is it in a glass case? Uh, I don't think it is actually I can't remember actually I don't think it is but you know I was dragged to Trinity Loads because I had very smart cousins and family that I had to go to graduations there you know that kind of way and they were like oh you went to where did you go okay sure Uh, my hubby and my mates in their my my hubby and his mates in their younger days used to bring home road signs imagine trying to get rid of them when they were leaving the flat yeah road signs is another one traffic cones and road signs lads like what how do you get away with this? Also, can you not be fined if you're stealing road signs? And I, Technically, you probably can, but like, who's <laughs> going to take it to court over a traffic cone? You're holding <laughs> she there. robbed the crossroad sign. <laughs> you're there with a serial killer ahead of you. And next up, next case. Uh, hang on a uh, second. This, the people versus a traffic cone violation. We heard earlier on that there's prisoners on the loose, uh, some <laughs> who haven't paid their TV license, which they probably still haven't done, and others that have murdered people. So TV yeah. license people are in there. Yeah. So if you didn't hear, the Irish Prison Service has announced today that uh, there's 300 uh, almost 300 prisoners out on the loose who are deemed unlawfully at large and uh, the guards have said uh, sure they'll be granted they probably won't re-offend probably Probably. some of them have just not paid their TV licence but some of them are actually murderers the murderers won't re-offend they're grand don't worry about it (laughs) They're, they've got all the murder out of their system now they'll we'll scratch that itch they're fine uh, in relation to the interview we just had with the gentleman who pretended to be the Prince of Brunei to steal millions of euro worth of jewels back in the day I think he's a scumbag in fairness you know the credit card fraud puts, he is though but, I mean, but, but but I mean he served his time he knows he is though he said well, he knows he wasn't a good life to the left and yeah. now he's, he's he's redeemed himself and he's served his debt to society and now tries to tell lads don't go that way he now has a job he now has a real job yeah He's a bad guy. I don't like him. He needs to be shredded. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we, we can't just not, though. Okay, sorry. We, there you we go. Do that. We'll shred him. There you go. Listen, Sherlock. Uh- Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, shredded. Okay, this is a message in from Dean. How are you, Dean? I came back home from work and I had this bus stop in my bed. My girlfriend and a couple she went out with took it, the whole bed, and had carried it about 30 minutes home. What? Oh, my God. Hang on. It's a bit. They stole a. Oh, my God. They stole an actual Sorry, bus sign, a bus like, stop sign. I thought it was just the circular part. <laughs> they, they stole the bus stop. They stole the bus stop. The, the pole. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend and a couple she went out with I took the whole it took over the whole bed sorry and she carried it about 30 minutes home oh, wow I think that was heavy that looks really heavy here's another person Dermot he has also stolen a bus sign bus sign a bus sign gotten some other tweets in online I'm just running a poll at the moment which I've put up on my uh, Twitter um, have you ever robbed a traffic cone 74.1% of people have said what? yes 259 have said no Where's the 29.9 of us and we'll all stick together with our anti- Oh, the nerds. The oh, nerds. the losers. No, we just go home. You get your takeaway and you just go home and you conk out. I just have not lived. Look at this. I, uh, I know somebody who robbed a bus sign. Story and video is hilarious. Remind me to tell you the next time. That's from Crossy on Strawberry <laughs> Alarm Clock. Uh, Emma Jane has said uh, traffic cone and barrels. Barrels. The, you know the big red and white barrels that they would have out in the road sometimes. How do you even bloody move those things? That's that's the that's the hilarity of it all. Jesus. Uh, Kelly has said, uh, "I have not robbed a traffic cone, but a traffic sign." They have. But these are effort after a night out dancing, maybe drinking a few orange juice. You juices. have the crappest nights out in the world. Clearly, <laughs> the most boring. Let's just get a bottle of wine and go home. I hate it's really loud in here. No, I go to house parties. No, I don't anymore because I'm old. But I I used to go to house parties. Uh, I wouldn't uh, be I wouldn't have time to be getting traffic cones yeah Sandra has has sent in a message saying the Book of Cows is well alarmed she sent in a picture oh Oh, it is inside inside. a a glass little case is is that I thought it was just like a just sitting there bordery thing around it I didn't think it was actually glass yeah who's got the book this week did someone take it home yeah it's probably like trying to rob the Mona Lisa I'd imagine so you know like you're not going to get your hands on that I wonder if anyone's tried to rob it have like attempts to be foiled yeah of course I wonder how much it's worth. I know it's a priceless artifact, but like, 
See, you couldn't even sell it. I know, you couldn't put that up on adverts. No. Dot a Facebook marketplace. Uh, one book of You'd cows. have to find some like billionaire on the sly and be like, "Look, I have this. Yeah, you buy yeah, it? yeah. Just a few, few, few ten pound, and uh, you can you can have it." Uh, listen, anyone else listening who has ever stolen a traffic cone, bus stop, traffic sign? Yeah. Any road work equipment? Please, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Do people still do this, or yeah, is they, this thing they do. when no, you they, were sixteen? No, no, they still do this. One hundred percent. It's like some weird rite of passage. Now, maybe obviously because we've all been in lockdown, traffic cone stealing has been down. I'd say it's so, yeah, I can yeah. imagine. So are you saying from tomorrow people are going to start robbing traffic cones? I'm just going to, yeah. You'll put the roadwork sign up on your wall and then you have a traffic cone in the corner. Weird. Hilarious stuff. Oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one zero four. If you've ever stolen a traffic cone, will you let us know? This is news to Saoirse, but it's more common than that. Our poll saying, the official F104 poll saying that 75% of people surveyed have in fact stolen a traffic cone. Let us know. Oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Here's Dermot Kennedy. All my friends, it's room 104. <laughs> FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Cormac and Saoirse are here on Room 104 with Play Blue. You can see what takes your fancy at playblue.ie. You know you want to. Uh, got a message in here uh, from... I'll find out who it is in a second. Uh, we left the, left the pub. Uh, me and a mate robbed two wheelie bins. And I bet we looked like twats wheeling them at two in the morning down the road. <laughs> Bet you did, in fairness. People, yeah, people definitely used to steal our wheelie bins because my mum's driveway had a big, like, bush covering the front of it so you couldn't yeah. see into the house. So anyone that was walking out or back from a night out would be able to steal it and we wouldn't notice. Shane has said, lads, pint glasses. Everyone has to have robbed them on a night out. Yeah, Shane, we were just talking about this. My mother is a demon for robbing glasses out of pubs. so weird. Yeah. Like a grown woman. Mm, yeah. She has a nice years. drink and then sticks in her bag. Yeah, she throws it in her bag. She finds a nice drink. So if there's a, um, you know, the fancy gin glasses everyone loves, the goblets that gin glasses come out yeah. now and maybe a nice whiskey glass or a particular Erdinger or what are other kind of fancy, like she doesn't drink IPAs, but if she sees a, someone drinking a now, nice glass, she'll rob it. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. But I was thinking I haven't stole anything. I, I actually have. Oh, um, God, what have you done? So I am a huge fan of uh, a Thai restaurant that is, um, will I say where it is? I don't think I will. I just don't. Yeah, a Thai restaurant that do these really cute gin baths. So you can get gin in a bath. What? Yeah, it's like it's called a gin bath. So it's it's in the shape of a bath, right? And they have like... I don't know what they it's use. It's not a full-size bath, though. No, it's, it's a not a secret thing. room you can go into after your meal no, and go for a gin it's bath. Like a, it, it sits All on right. the table and then you can you have a la- ladle, is that what it's called? To scoop it out. Yeah. But it has like, it looks like it's bubbles, but it's foam stuff. Oh, it's delicious. But anyway, they put a little rubber ducky in it. You stole rubber ducky. I have 34 rubber duckies. <laughs> like, I've been actually, stealing them for ages. You have 34 rubber duckies and 30, a problem I'm, with alcohol I literally, by the sounds of it. I have a whole shelf dedicated to my rubber duckies I have them all lined up so you're a thief from my gin bag so I'll come out now at nearly a quarter to twelve on a Monday evening you're finally admitting that you're a thief but I didn't know if like it was a gift to me because you're like they're not cheap so am I getting the rubber ducky with I know what you mean gin or do they want that back to clean they probably want that back I've stolen them but there's times where you know you'd forget nearly and it'd be hanging out of your bag and they'd be coming back being like can I get you anything else and you're like I'm just going to squish that duck down there (laughs) Uh, and someone said and short glasses my mum has loads of them short or shot glasses the short glasses yeah like for your whiskies or gins and, and uh, vodkas and stuff like that yeah. and then Jeremy's uh, getting a bit angry why the F and F would someone take a wheelie bin hang the <clears throat> oh 
I think because it is annoying if someone steals, steals your wheelie bin. Oh, it's insane. You have to pay for a new one then, don't you? Yeah, you do. So I don't know why anyone would take it. I don't think many people take it these days, do they? I know people set them on fire. But <laughs> do they rob them? Yeah. Different story. Uh, thanks for those. Anyway, and still, uh, if you have ever stolen a traffic cone, will you let us know? 0876797104. When was it? Where was it? How did it wind up in the bed? We've had people who have stolen bus signs, yeah. actual bus stops coming back into their bed, road signs, cones, and... The, the barrels the barrels as well let us know oh it's seven six seven nine seven one four we're almost done we still have to tell you about the 250 euro Des Kelly voucher that you can win tomorrow night seven o'clock on an evening edition a very special evening edition of the strawberry lamp clock and today is the 30th of December which means the dick run has come to an end it has did we reach our target of a thousand euro and did we get as many dick runs in as we needed we'll talk about that next here on room 104 FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Final day. It has come to an end, this beautiful, beautiful thing we are doing here for the month of November. FM 104's Dick Run. I'm kind of, one, delighted that it's over because I don't have to run every single day and two, a little bit sad. I know it is quite sad because um, dicks are fun and <laughs> running in the shape of a dick is never boring, no matter... No how wet and windy and disgusting it is outside, whether it's snowing, which is due next Friday. Oh, uh, yeah, or it's really sunny. We were all having loads of fun and some of the pictures that came in were just hilarious. Phenomenal. So listen, thank you if you got involved in the FM 104 Dick Run. It was for Movember being the Men's Health Charity and the Men's Health uh, Awareness Month. What we wanted people to do was to just run in the shape of a willy, track it on whatever fitness app you have and post that online, tag three of your mates. So it went really well. Uh, some, some willies were better than others. Some were really good. Some of yours were fantastic. And some were terrible. You know, yeah, some of them just looked pretty bad, but we got loads of people involved in it. So if you did get involved, thank you very much. And we had set a target at the start of the month to just try and raise a thousand euro with that as well. Yeah. Um, did, did we? Did we do it? Did we do it? The last day. What is the final amount? The final amount. Did we hit our one thousand euro um, target? Let me check now. The final amount raised for the FM Four Dick Runners in twenty twenty four November is. 1,150 euro. Stop it. Yeah, happy days. Amazing. Thank you. If you did wind up donating uh, or going for a run, thank you very, very much. Uh, You still can if you want. If you're feeling uh, generous and you're in a position to do so, fm104.ie forward slash dick run. But there you go. We did it. A dick run a day for Movember. Um, How they let us do it. We'll say nothing. But we got it done anyway. We got it done and they didn't take it down and they were very supportive and <laughs> yeah. everything was great. And look, it's helping men's health. It's helped. Like there was people that messaged me even today. Someone said, thank you. I am recovering from testicular cancer and this is really important. And it is. Uh, and exactly. No, no, none of us really like running. Dare I say it? I started to enjoy some of the runs. Weird. Are you going to keep it up? I don't know. I'd, I'd like to think so, but it's December. So the restaurants are opening. So are the pubs. Don't go to the gym and go for a run instead. I know. Nice and warm inside. I might, I might, I might, I might keep it up. But listen, if you did get involved, thank you very much. If you did donate, thank you very much. If you like, comment and share it on anything, we do appreciate it. 1,150 euro. Nothing to be laughed at. And that's all going towards Men's Health uh, Charities November. They'll be helping people with testicular, prostate and other mental health uh, issues for men as well. So job done. Happy days. Till next year. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon.
your work Christmas party and office parties are not going to be allowed to take place in restaurants <sighs> or pubs. You're not going to be allowed to book in a work Christmas party. You annoyed about that? We knew that though. Yeah, so you're not allowed to book in large groups of people, multiple tables, things like that in restaurants yeah. for work parties. They're going to be not allowed when the pubs reopen. But so. I'm, I'm happy. Are you happy you don't like yeah. an old work Christmas party? I do love a good Christmas party, but they would have to be restrictive this year anyway. And do you know what I mean? If they were going to go ahead. So I'd yeah. rather just skip it this year and just do it next year. Do it over Zoom now. We have a Zoom party. We're going to be lovely. doing that, I think. That's that's the word in the street. You're going to be doing that. I'm like, thank you and good night. I will invite you. Do, please do. Invite all the way. I'll be like, oh, sorry, I can't make it. Why? I'm just going <laughs> to scratch my arse downstairs. Sorry, I unfortunately can't make it. Uh, no, it, like, so obviously that's what's going to happen. So no Christmas parties this year anyway. More details up on the site. Uh, along with news that uh, there's still, as we mentioned, uh, 300 people at large who have escaped from prison. You don't need to keep telling us that. Oh, just you keep your eyes out for there's some who've just evaded a TV license, some who are let out on early release who just didn't sign the form every day in the guards, some who are murderers. There's murderers on the loose. That does not make me feel better when I sleep at night. So if you're going for a jog after work, maybe you're going to a uh, shopping centre tomorrow after work, mm. there's murderers. I bet you that police could pop. be in pennies. They could be, yeah. could be working in pennies. No one knows. I'll stab you in the eye. <clears throat> anyway, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, before Room 104, Tara's show is getting hijacked by Jim, Jim and Nobby. They're doing a special evening edition of the Strawberry Alarm Clock. They have a 250 euro Des Kelly voucher to give you and it's very easy if you want to be in the draw. All you have to do is turn on your Christmas lights. So a lot of people, you know, usually wait till, is it the... 12th, 13th, 12th 10, of 11, December, 12, 13, yeah. yeah. So this year we want you to put up your lights a little bit earlier. Your tree, your lights, anything like that. And turn them on, take a video, send it in to us and you could be winning that voucher. Now, I know a lot of people also have the tree up. So turn off your lights, turn it back on and send the video in and you could be winning the voucher. Yeah, so tomorrow night we're asking everyone in Dublin to just turn, turn on the Christmas lights at the exact same time. Be a bit of crack. Video it, as Saoirse said. Send it into us. Your name is in the draw for that 250 euro Des Kelly voucher and I think we want to put together a nice video as well of everyone in Dublin turning on their lights at the exact same time so they'll be doing that tomorrow night from 7 o'clock and they've loads of guests lined up on their show as well tomorrow night on a special edition of the Strawberry Alarm Clock the evening edition to turn your lights on so that's tomorrow uh, we'll be back talking uh, tomorrow night we'll be chatting to a neuroscientist about how your pupils can tell about what decision you might be about to make and the legend that is Robert Grace one of your favourite songs from 2020 I know Oh, he's the one that I was trying to think of. Yeah. The, the song, the pandemic, Remember, yeah. pandemic song. He says it. <laughs> the so, pandemic. It's uh, there you go. Following me. Yeah. So he's going to be on Robert Grace, uh, Irish singer and songwriter, phenomenal talent. He's going to be on tomorrow night, playing Poker Face, Control Alt Delete, and also that stuff about the pupils and what that says about making uh, decisions for you. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow night from nine. Cheers for tuning in this evening, and as always, Ihawa. Ihawa. Talk. To you. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.